The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, Shaleen. I'm a longtime lifer. I've been following you for more than a decade, so I love everything you do, but I just felt really compelled to leave you a message at this time because you're podcasts this summer have been so on point. I just love all of the mindset techniques that you've been giving, all the suggestions. Uh, I listened to your intuitive eating podcast today, and I love the term informed eating. That's exactly what you are encouraging us all to do with the 131 method and just in your podcast as they stand alone. So thank you so much for putting out the 131 method. Thank you so much for putting in all the time and effort to put something out there that I think will change people's lives on an individual basis, but also will hopefully have a trickle-down effect to future generations. It is definitely my dream that future generations do not have to suffer the same body image issues that women have been suffering for so long. So thank you so much for helping to turn the tide. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today on The Shaleen Show. Yep, this one is really just for the adults. So either put your headphones on, save this one for a time when you can listen on your own, because today we're talking about an adult subject matter. We will be talking about sex. Now, This is an episode, if you are in a relationship or not, I think this is going to be useful for you, even if you don't have sex very often and you're good with that. You don't want it. We're going to look at all those things. We're going to talk about these things in a very mature adult-like way today. Let's get to it. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I posted a poll to my Instagram feed and I asked, well, actually I said first lately that I've been getting a ton of messages from people asking how to improve the physical passion that they are lacking in their relationship. And I thought, okay, so, you know, does it just seem like I'm getting a lot of these comments and is this something people want to talk about? So I asked, you know, people to respond to the poll. I said, is this something you'd like for me to discuss on my podcast? Yes or nah, I'm good. And 91% of you said, yeah, we need to talk about this. All right. So I took it a step further and I said, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your sex life? And I have to tell you, the overwhelming majority of people rated their sex life a five or below, 10 being like off the charts, right? And I can't even tell you how many people, I didn't even say from zero to 10, but so many people said it was a zero or a one or a two. I'm like, dang. Okay, so then I asked further. I said, by the way, if you don't follow me on Instagram and you'd like to be a part of these conversations, I am at Shaleen Johnson. You don't even have to remember it. Because if you scroll to the bottom of my show notes underneath this podcast, you'll see it. You can just click on it and you'll go right to Instagram. You can follow me there, Ashleen Johnson. So then the next poll that I asked, I said, okay, this will be completely anonymous. Can you kind of summarize what is the greatest challenge you think you experience when it comes to your sex life? 
and the most common responses boiled down to, I'm too tired, I'm exhausted. I'm just absolutely not interested. I just, you know, like I don't have any libido or I just, I don't want it. And then the third and most popular reason why people say they struggle in this area is because of insecurities. Insecurities about communication and most notably insecurities about our bodies. So there are a lot of other reasons why. Some people said I I have so much anger towards my husband, something he said to me in the past. There are a few people who said I struggle in this area because of a past trauma. So I can answer that one right off the bat. And that is you need to get into therapy. Don't think that this is going away. Like don't struggle with this. You need to address that. You deserve to enjoy this part of your life. And I'm sorry that something happened to you in the past where that feels as though it's been taken from you, but you can go back and get it. So get into therapy. But there were a lot of random reasons why people said they weren't getting it. You know, like maybe I just haven't found the right person. Well, okay, that's cool. I get that. So today I want to talk about these three main reasons why people are lacking passion and intimacy in your relationships. I'm going to stick to that. I'm really talking to those of you who are in relationships. I'm not a sex therapist, obviously, and this is kind of an uncomfortable It's not an uncomfortable podcast. The only way it would be uncomfortable is if I knew my children were listening. So Brock and Sierra, I know you're not listening, but just in case someone happens to be playing it with an earshot, you need to know that if you continue to listen to your mother's voice, you are going to intentionally inflict trauma to yourself. No one wants to hear their mother talking about such things. Move along. You know, you can learn these things from somebody else's podcast. Please move along. All right, that was for my kids. Back to you. I know I'm joking about that. And I really do not want my kids to listen because that would just freak me out. But anyways, sex, it's normal and it's natural. And it's as natural as any other human function. It's as natural as going to the bathroom. And I'm sorry if that's like, you know, uncomfortable, but it's true. And because it is very natural, I thought we would start there. It is not wrong or uncommon not to want it, but it is natural to want it and it's healthy to want it. So does that mean it's unhealthy not to want it? Well, I'm not going to make that judgment call, but I do want you to figure out why that might be the case, why something that could bring you so much joy, so much happiness, so many health benefits, why that is something that you are not interested in. All right, so let's start with the first one. You, you just do not desire it. You have no libido. Or maybe you wish that you wanted it, but you just don't. The first thing I want to say is that, you know, sexuality starts inside your mind. You know, that's where it starts. So I want you to think about brain health, and we'll get to that in just a moment, But I also want you to think about the power of your mind and the power of suggestion. As I've said many times, if you decide you want to call in sick to work and you convince yourself that you're not feeling well just so that you can pick up the phone and be like really convincing to your boss or a coworker to let them know that you're not feeling well. When you do that, typically you start like really getting into the character so much so that I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you can start to go like, wait am I sick? You know, what we focus on, what we think about, what we tell ourselves becomes our reality. So if you're constantly saying, I'm just not into it, I don't want it, I don't have any libido, I don't have any sex drive, that's the story that you're telling yourself 
consider changing the story. And that's one place to start, but I do not want to suggest for any reason that if you're experiencing low libido, that it's all in your head. I'm not suggesting that at all. So let's talk about the very real, very physical reasons why you might not have sex drive at the moment. So obviously, sex drive is often triggered by our sex hormones. So if your estrogen levels are off, if your testosterone levels are off, especially for men, when it comes to testosterone, you're not going to have the same sex drive. Think about it, right? Like, so those hormones are at a peak. (laughs) I hate to say this, but when we are teenagers, I mean, from a biological standpoint, we were designed to procreate at a very young age, right? After that kind of like peak period when we're incredibly fertile teenagers, which is when we don't want our kids thinking about having sex. But from a biological standpoint, that's when those hormones are at their highest. And biologically speaking, your hormones tend to diminish each year as we age. That means we are all experiencing a diminished amount of estrogen and diminished amount of testosterone as we age. This is like a whole nother side note, which is so funny how like there's all these low T, meaning low testosterone ads aimed at men, like as if this is like a major disorder when actually it's pretty normal which isn't to say that you shouldn't consider supplementing, especially if you are struggling in one of those areas, but just know that it's normal. I happen to have close friends who believe that by supplementing testosterone for both of them, it saved their marriage. Like they were in a sexless marriage for the most part. And then they did some testing and figured out that they're both really low in testosterone and by doing a little bit of supplementing. And I don't know how much of that was placebo effect, but they were like, it is on, if you know what I mean. We're going to keep this PG slash R today. So perhaps you do some hormone testing. We've talked about that in a previous episode to figure out if in fact your hormone levels are off. If that's the case, especially for women, that can have a huge impact on the way you feel about sex. It's going to diminish your drive. And it's very real. You could have vaginal dryness and just not really be even in the mood. And that's an important piece of your relationship. So don't just put up with it. Don't just accept it. Do something about it. Go get tested. Another very common side effect for women who are in SSRIs, if you're on any type of antidepressant or anxiety medication, one of the side effects is diminished sexual interest and weight gain. Which, I mean, sometimes those two things go hand in hand. You're gaining weight, you're feeling lethargic, you're not very happy, you're on these SSRIs, which, you know, that's a whole nother podcast I need to get into about depression and anxiety medications, which, by the way, I know they save some people's lives, but there are alternatives. And what a lot of people don't realize is that those SSRIs have such a negative impact on your gut health. And it is in your gut where you make the happy hormones, where you make serotonin. It's where 70% of our hormones are made. And so they can really mess with your hormones and your sex drive. Having sex may be the very last thing on your mind if you have other things that you're dealing with, especially for women, man. Like for us, it is so mental. And, you know, I'm not a guy, so I don't know what that's like. But for us, like we have to be mentally in it. So if we're dealing with 
a traumatic event or one of the kids is just like going through this horrific time and it's just weighing on your head or you've got all this stress at work. You're dealing with a parent that you have to care for or or something else is just like it's consuming all of your thoughts. It's really hard to spend much time thinking about sex, but that is not to say that you shouldn't. You know, this is one of those places where I think it's really important, if it's at all possible, to compartmentalize. Like, it is possible to be sad and happy at the same time. It is possible to have, you know, something that's really heavy and stressful that you're trying to work through and to just set it aside for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or however long it takes to do something for yourself and for your partner, your relationship consider putting those things aside. And and this has to be with intention. You have to say to yourself, I'm going to, at the moment, just immerse myself in some pleasure. I can return to this when we're done. That doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean that I'm not going through it, but it means I want to give myself a mental break right now. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to turn off work. I'm going to turn off the TV. We're going to stop talking about whatever it is that's weighing heavy on your mind. We're going to stop talking about that for a couple of hours before we become intimate. What are your habits just prior to bedtime? Is this when you're binge watching TV? Is the baby monitor in your bedroom? I mean, I remember like it's really hard to turn off the mom brain that is constantly scanning the environment and keeping our ears open for danger. It's just a motherly intuition. It's just a natural instinct to always be on high alert, worried about your child. So you might have to lock the bedroom door. Your child is not going to die in 30 minutes. If you turn off the baby monitor for 30 minutes, everyone's going to be okay. You know, and it's really hard to get yourself mentally in the mood and to even allow yourself to do these things if you are just, you are only thinking about being a mom. Now let's talk about some things that you can do and I want you to do, especially if if you're pretty sure like, okay, I can change the narrative and I can believe that it's possible for me to get into the mood and to want to do this. Let's talk about some things that you can do that will make that even more likely. Go out and buy a new outfit. Buy an outfit that you're comfortable in. We're going to talk about body image and how you feel about your body and insecurities in just a moment, but go buy something that just feels sexier. Like even if it's just a long silk robe, it doesn't have to be, you know, trashy lingerie. It doesn't have to be something where you're like, oh, I just don't feel comfortable showing all those different body parts. Just something that just makes you feel more feminine. And obviously I'm recording this podcast for the ladies today, but you know, fellas, that can be the same, could be true for you. Like go and buy some new underwear, do something that that like just makes you feel sexier more feminine or more masculine, depending on what makes you feel aroused. There are lots of very discreet online places where you can buy adult toys. So I've heard, I've heard them advertised on other people's podcasts. I should get them to advertise in this podcast. No, that would be weird. But you know, you can do that. Or you can just bop into one of those little stores. You see them, those adult stores and pick out a toy. Or maybe that's like super uncomfortable and you're like, oh, heavens, no, I could never do that. Well, then find something online. I heard from a, quote, friend that they ship those packages in very discreet boxes. So it's not like, you know, on the side of it's going to say bigsextoys.com. You know, you know what I mean? Like, consider that. And 
that alone might just get you thinking like just a little bit naughtier. You know what I'm saying? And if it's because of vaginal dryness, well, then buy some lube. And so much of this is we become creatures of habit. Like, how are you going to look forward to something? And now I'm speaking to those of you who've been with the same partner for decades, in the same bed for decades, in the same bedroom for decades, wearing the same horrible bra and underwear for decades. Like, how are you even supposed to get up for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, ladies, let's not be lazy about this. Like, change it up. Maybe you just need to redecorate your bedroom or get new sheets, or take a vacation, or try doing it in another room in a different location. Like change it up. Relationships take work. I mean, they take thought anyways. And this is fun stuff. This is fun for you to think about. And if you're going to consider this work, this is pretty fun work. You know what I'm saying? Like plan a sexy vacation. Okay. And here's an idea. You're going to love this one. So let's say you have a date night. And when you have your date night, you go out and you have dinner, you have a couple of cocktails, then you have to come home and you got to pay the babysitter and you got to chit chat with the babysitter. And then someone's got to figure out, all right, I'm going to take the babysitter home, honey, you stay here. And then by the time you get back, you're both so like tired and out of it, like that is not likely to happen. How about this? Next time you have a date night, don't even tell your partner you're going to do this. Just book a hotel room even an inexpensive place, because you're only going to go there for a couple of hours or maybe even an hour. Like just the idea that it's something that's so different is going to blow his or her mind. And then you won't be tired and exhausted and it's breaking up the routine. These are the kinds of things that keep it hot and keep it spicy and keep it exciting. It's funny how we don't like change, but if you're doing the same thing every single day, year after year, decade after decade, like that can get pretty stale. And sexuality is something that you want to keep new and exciting. What are you doing at night before you go to bed? Are you on your phone? Are you cleaning the kitchen? Well, stop cleaning the kitchen. Take a bath. I play a playlist that takes my mind out of work and into intimacy. Like I just immediately feel much more connected. I feel much sexier. I feel romantic. I will link to it. It's on Spotify. It's, I think I call it the date night playlist, but these songs might not do it for you. You should make your own. You should make your own date night playlist songs that are like romantic or sexy, and then listen to them before you go to bed while you're taking a bath, while you're in the bathroom, enjoying a glass of wine, getting ready for bed. That's another thing is I get ready for bed. Like it is something that I know my husband loves that I do. And that's one of the reasons why I do it. So I take a shower. I put lotion on my body. I take off my makeup. I put lotion on my face. I, you know, put on like some really nice smelling lotion. I put on like silky robes and other things that I won't mention just in case my children are listening. But like, I know he loves that. And I will sometimes come out of the bedroom in heels like he loves that. And he hears me playing romantic music. I might have a glass of wine. Like he knows I'm not in there like posting up on my social media or returning emails. I'm not thinking about all the things that we think about all day long. I'm thinking about him. And that is part of our sexual relationship. It's not just laying down and like, okay, let's get this over with. You got to work up to it. 
As a matter of fact, that's one of the worst things you can do is just be like, okay, well, it's nighttime and we're both laying here, so I guess we better do this, right? Like, who's into that? Especially us. We aren't wired that way. We need to work up to it. And there's nothing more exciting than having your partner be really excited. And one of the best ways to do that is to make this an all-day thing. Again, this is probably TMI, but you guys ask me what we do. And so I'm just going to tell you, it's an all-day thing. And by that, I mean the flirting is all day. When he wakes up in the morning or when I wake up in the morning, we start flirting and complimenting and teasing and making comments and touching. And, you know, we keep talking about what we're going to do tonight and taunting and sending text messages and, you know, little whispers and little brushes. And do you know what I mean? Like, you know, a brush of the hand and then whispering something in his ear, like those kinds of things. Girl, a triple dog dare you to do this tomorrow. And tell me if, number one, you're not more in the mood and he will be, or she, no judgment here, you will both be so much more in the mood and you'll have a much more intense, electric, even mental, even spiritual experience as opposed to just a physical wham, bam, all right, we're done, thanks, see you in the morning. Because if that's what's going on, no wonder you have low libido. All right, so let's turn that one around. All right, next I want to talk to you about your body, right? Body insecurities or insecurities in general. So one of the reasons, one thing I heard from many women is that they are insecure or they lack the confidence to tell their partner what they want and what they need. All right, so do me a favor. If that's you, I want you to just text your significant other and say, hey, I've been wanting to talk to you about something I would like to do or something I really love or would love more of when we're intimate. Can I tell you what that is? That alone will shoot your partner through the roof with excitement. And then just tell them. You can text it to them if you're uncomfortable. And one of the reasons why we're uncomfortable with this, especially women, is because we've been taught to believe that women are not sexual beings, that we are to be objectified, but that we shouldn't crave or desire or want things, that we are to be subservient, that we are to pleasure our man, that it's all about him, right? But that's not true. And again, I'm not just speaking to heterosexuals. I'm speaking to, you know, if you're in a gay relationship, it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in with another human being. We all can get hung up in this, like you feel shame or you feel guilt or you feel like you're dirty or, or maybe you have had some kind of past trauma that has led to these feelings of guilt or shame around your sexuality. Well, again, if it's related to an experience or a trauma, I want to urge you to go talk to a therapist. And you don't even have to find a sex therapist. You can just go talk to any therapist. I think you'd be shocked to find out how common this is and how by just doing a couple of sessions of EMDR, you can work through this. You can totally work through this. But nothing, nothing is sexier than having confidence in this area. I mean, that is really sexy to your partner. What is a turnoff is being insecure about these things, right? And, and you know, 
sexual activity is as normal and as natural as anything else that we do. But let's be honest, most people aren't completely confident in all areas of their lives. And so it's okay if one of the areas where you kind of lack this confidence is is in the bedroom, but you can change this. So let's talk about what people in a poll recently said was the greatest turnoff when it comes to sex and their partner. Topping the list is when my partner doesn't believe that I love her body, even after I've told her many times. Wow. Like that's a turnoff, especially, you know, I read these comments where men were saying to me on on my Instagram that one thing that drives them crazy is their wife is constantly, sometimes in the middle of the act, asking for affirmations. Like, and that is a pretty big turnoff. Instead of having our partners have to ask for those things, let's just give them more freely. How about that? Just remember that. The number two thing that people said was a really big turnoff is when their partner is very insecure about you touching an area of their body, like their stomach in particular, or thighs, an area where they feel like it's a problem area. And you can just, obviously, when that's going on, you're guarded and you're defensive. And then your partner's trying to go like, oh gosh, I hope I don't make any mistakes. Oh, I hope I don't accidentally touch your stomach. Like, you know, just relax and understand that sex isn't just about your body. It's about a, a mental, spiritual connection. You are a far better lover when you're uninhibited, when you can actually get lost in the moment, like your partner knows that you're not mentally in it if you are so guarded about every inch of your body. Respondents to this poll listed that the third greatest turnoff is a partner who will not take off all their clothes. Now, I read that one. I'm like, hmm, I guess I better think about that one. But sometimes I don't take everything off because I'm just like, I need to find that later. So if you could just keep that around my neck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, I'll, oh, I'll pull this up and I'll pull that down just because I'm like, I don't want to have to search for this article of clothing later that I want to sleep in. And, you know, like to read that, I was like, oh, hmm, I guess that could be misinterpreted when I'm just being lazy. Okay. Noted. So I hope you're doing the same thing. I hope you're hearing some of these things and going, all right, noted. I figured while we're talking about the bedroom, this is a perfect place to talk about the perfect bed. Now, if you're new here, this isn't just a show sponsor. We're going to talk about the sleep number bed, which is the bed of choice for Brett and myself and our children for the last 17 years. We love the sleep number 360 smart bed. And when we got this bed, I said, we've got to have them be a show sponsor because I talk about this bed way too much. It's no wonder that the NFL calls the sleep number bed their official bed because think about it, them getting their best night's sleep is important to professional players. My personal sleep number setting at the moment is an 80. Brett's at the moment is a 90. We change our sleep number all the time. I don't know if everybody does that, but we do. We do it based on like, okay, how sore is my body? How stiff is my body? You know, what do I need? Like sometimes just having it really stiff allows me a better night of sleep because the bed feels cooler. Right now, if you visit a sleep number store or go online to visit them, 
you can learn yourself how to sleep like a pro. And at the same time, you can enter to win a Sleep Number 360 smart bed and get this, a trip for two to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Now, there is a disclaimer, so be sure to visit a Sleep Number store or their Facebook page to see that, or you can actually email them for official rules. But I mean, like, how sexy would that be? Talk about getting on the boom chicka bow wow, you and your significant other at Super Bowl 54. Very fun, very sexy. Now, if you want to try one before you buy one, you can go to any Sleep Number store. There's 575 of them across the nation, so you'll definitely find one that's close to you. The way you do that is by going to sleepnumber.com forward slash Shaleen. And who knows, maybe one of the reasons why you haven't been getting it on lately is you haven't been getting enough sleep. And I'm telling you, investing in a quality mattress will deliver a return on your investment in the form of quality sleep. The bottom line is, the more confident you are about your sexuality, the more you own it, the more you really understand that it isn't just about your body. Like, that's just kind of like the last step. But sexuality is feeling attracted to somebody. And in order to feel attracted, you've got to like let go of all the mental stuff. You've got to be more confident. You've got to own that this is a natural part of being a human and it doesn't just have to do with your body. I mean, that's why people fall in love via text messaging, listening to somebody's voice before they ever even meet someone. Just the idea of someone can get you hot and bothered And by the idea of someone, I mean like thinking about this like ideal person and being connected. So stop worrying so much about your body. In fact, it's not even about your body. The fact that you're thinking so much about your body means you're not thinking about theirs. You know what's the biggest turn on to anyone is knowing that your body is turning them on. So like instead of you thinking about like, oh gosh, Are they turned off by the fact that I've got cellulite here or that I've gained five pounds or whatever it is that you're being self-conscious about? Instead of that, just focus on like, what can I do and say that's going to make my partner feel like I am totally into them? I'm into their brain. I'm into their body. I'm into their scent. I'm into their touch. I'm into who they are. Like, make it about them. Start focusing on all the things that turn you on about them and express them. And I'm telling you, you can return electricity to your relationship. And I know these things can feel a bit awkward. You know, you might not feel comfortable at first, but pretend you're playing a character and just see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Really? What is the worst thing that could happen? It's probably the best thing that could happen play around with it. And if you need something to enhance your confidence and you're living in the state of California, I don't know, maybe you could try an edible like THC, which is legal marijuana, right? If you could did like be very, very careful, a very, very, very small dose, you could try that, right? Like maybe that'll lower your inhibitions, which by the way, I think I will link to a podcast by Dr. Ruscio where he talked about the use of THC and some of its medical uses in terms of improving men's sexual libido and women's as well, but especially men. 
pretty interesting. Even more promising than Viagra, certainly far more natural. Of course, it's not legal in all states, but if you happen to be in a state where marijuana is legal, just you know, experimenting with it. And in that episode, he really talks about dosages and they go into great detail. It's pretty funny because Dr. Ruscio is like, I don't know, he's very doctorish. And it's really funny in this episode. Oh, gosh, I hope he never hears me talking about this. But it's really funny because at one point he's describing like how he experimented with taking an edible. (laughs) And I was kind of like blushing listening to him talking about it because I'm like, Dr. Ruscio. Oh, my, my. Wow. Anyways. All right. So let's say you don't have THC or that's something you just, you know, you don't know enough about it. You don't want to go there. What about a glass of wine? Right? Not so much. You're not able to feel what you need to feel, but like just enough to lower your inhibitions. Sex isn't just about your body. It's confidence and connection. And it's okay to you know, from time to time, use a little something to spice that up to just get you in the mood. But the last and final reason why people overwhelmingly said that they struggle with physical intimacy in their relationships is, are you ready for this? The number one reason is people say they are too tired, exhausted. First, I have to say, If you are a new mom, this is, it's a real thing. It's a reality in that season. I remember complete sleep deprivation. And not only did I have sleep deprivation, my son, Brock, he was super colicky. (laughs) And so not only was I sleep deprived, I was angry. I was angry at all the moms who had babies who would just smile. And I was angry that Brett wasn't there all day long. And like, I was psychotic. I really was. And I also was nursing and Brock was very needy and colicky. So I held him, which I'm sure this is all like bad parenting, but I like held him and rocked him and, and nursed him. And, and so I just felt like, get off it. Like I want everybody off of me. Like, don't touch my body. You know, when Brett would come home and I just didn't want something tied to me. I was always carrying him and cuddling him and holding him and nursing him. And so the moment I could like, you know, get away, I just wanted a moment for my body to be mine. And that was a narrative I was using in my head. Then I thought, you know, the narrative I was telling myself is like, okay, now my husband has to use my body. Well, that's the wrong attitude. And I needed to plant that plant in different soil. Like the plant is what it is, right? I'm in this season, but I can put it in more fertile soil and it's perspective. And I really had to realize like, okay, let's get the baby monitor out of the room. Let's not be mommy. Let's not go to bed in your nursing bra. Like let's take a shower and have him handle the baby. And then like, let me have a moment to be feminine and to be myself again. And, you know, and I'm not saying You certainly cannot judge your sex life when you are in the middle of that season. Newborns, right? But if you've just got a lot of kids and none of them are like newborns anymore, yeah, you're still going to be really tired, but it's up to you to compartmentalize the fact that you are a mom and you are somebody's partner. You are a sexual being. And this is something that you should be doing for you. But it's not going to happen if it's at the end of the day and you're exhausted and this is when we're supposed to do it. And it's like 
turn it on or turn it off. You're only going to really get into it if you are thinking about making this healthy sexual connection with your partner kind of throughout the day. And, you know, I, I kind of don't want to get into like attachment parenting, those of you who are sleeping with your children, because I just don't know enough about it. But I do know this. I do know that if you are married and you have children and you want to model to them what a healthy relationship looks like, you need to have alone time at night and your kids need to know that. They need to see that role modeled to them. You need to demonstrate that you've got heat for each other. You know, like I can tell you that my parents, it's still like, it's ridiculous how into each other they are. Like I remember growing up and seeing my mom sitting on my dad's lap. And I remember like the flirting and the teasing and, you know, those things were role modeled to me. And some people, they don't have that role modeled. But when you do, you know that's what's normal. And you know that that made me as a child feel very secure in their love. So I oftentimes will hear from moms that are like, right now, it's just all about the kids. Well, if it's all about the kids, what does that mean? Hopefully what it means is you want them to see what it is like to have a healthy, thriving relationship with your partner. And when we make it all about our kids and then our significant other gets like sloppy seconds and they're lower on the totem pole, you're role modeling that to your children. And frankly, this is my podcast, so I suppose I'm entitled to my opinion and you are certainly entitled to disagree with it, but I don't think that is in the best interest of your children where it's possible, right? Like, so there are relationships where it's like, it's just over and you're just like trying to figure out what to do. That's fine. That's another story. But I'm talking about like where you're you're like, you're where you're in a good marriage and you're not trying to leave or anything, but you're giving all of your focus and all of your attention to your children and you're giving them your marital bed. Like, again, it's not something I would recommend. I don't know a lot about the advantages of attachment parenting where you're sleeping, everyone's sleeping in the same bed. I just pray that every day you've got time alone with your partner where you can detach from your children. When you're in the season, when you're exhausted, and maybe let's say you don't have kids. Let's just say you are an accountant and you're in the middle of tax season or you're just going through a lot. So you are mentally and physically exhausted. You're working long hours. Your hours are physical or you're training for something. You're just physically exhausted and you're taking care of the house and you're taking care of everybody, especially for women. It's so important. It is critical that you communicate these things openly to your significant other. The likelihood that you're going to get their excited cooperation is much higher when you explain why it is you want their help or what it is you need in order to feel more sexual. Now, don't do this in an accusational way. It's all about your tone and timing. Let me repeat that. It is all about your tone and your timing. Your timing needs to be one where they are feeling loved and appreciated. And your tone needs to be one that is kind of adoring and sexual and sweet and loving. 
Imagine if you were to send your significant other a text message that was like, you know what, if you want to have more sex, well, then you better start cleaning up the house before we go to bed. And I am so sick of having to do everything. That's why I'm so tired. If I didn't have to do everything. (sighs) And then you expect them to be in the mood and then you expect them to want to help you more. Hell no. What are you thinking? Remember what your goal is. What is the objective? The objective is to have some help, some relief. So you have to think about, okay, what would they want to hear? What would make them want to participate, to partake in this activity? What would be in it for them? How about instead it might sound something like, sweetheart, there's nothing that I enjoy more at the end of the day than enjoying your delicious body. And I feel so bad that lately, when it's our time together, I'm running on empty and I need to change that because you fill me up, you fuel me, you excite me and and I want that for us. And I know, and just put the blame on yourself, right? Because that's always a much easier way for people love to step in and help as opposed to be told what they're supposed to do. So if you were to say, it would help me so much if you could just remind me at night to ask for help or just remind me to go upstairs and take a hot bath and like it would be so cool if you could get the kids to do the dishes or if you could do the dishes and that way I could just kind of like really get my mind right for us. Your partner's gonna be like, I'll hire your cleaning crew. Like they're gonna be into it. Just again, it's your timing and your tone is everything. Don't be a martyr about this. Don't think, okay, uh, gosh, I guess I've got to get it in because that's my role here. And then think that that's going to be good for your partner. Your partner's not enjoying that either. You know, sex is something you want to do for yourself. It improves your sleep. It improves your mood. It improves your relationship. And when it improves your relationship, it improves like all areas of your life. When your relationships are better, your life is better, right? So how about you worry a lot less about how perfect the kitchen is? And how about you tell the kids that they can make their own lunch in the morning? And how about instead of worrying about the laundry or everything else that you think you have to do before you go to bed at night, how about instead you spend some time taking care of yourself? And who says we have to have sex at the end of the night? Like, what is sexier than impromptu sex? Like, getting your partner excited. Again, as long as you stop thinking about this as something that happens only at night, and you remember that sex is about a connection, and that if you start thinking about every day, like, how can I connect on kind of a spiritual, sexual, mental vibe with my partner, a physical vibe, like how can I do that throughout the day? What fun things can I do? Then when there is an opportunity for a quickie, like right now, a quickie doesn't sound good because you're like, I'm just, oh God, I'm not even in the mood. Okay, fine, get it over with, right? But if you're in the mood for it, then it could be kind of exciting. And especially if you have small kids, sometimes that's what you have to do. You know, getting a babysitter and getting a hotel room or doing it in a parked car in a safe place. (laughs) I'm probably suggesting things that are illegal, but you know what I'm saying? Like just being hot for each other again, you can do that. And last thing I want to say, especially for women, and and I can only speak to that because, you know, that's what I am. And I'm also not a sex expert, but so much of this is a, a mental expression for us. Like our mind has to be in the right place. So give yourself the right mental 
stimuli. Like maybe that's watching a sexy video or here's an idea. There's a bunch of great podcasts that are specifically about sex and I'll link to them. And maybe just listening to those and hearing other ideas like this was totally PG. Yeah, this is totally PG, maybe PG-13. But there's some sex podcasts out there where they're just like talking about intimacy and different ideas like Rated R and even X. And that might just get you excited, right? Like, because that's part of it. It's just like picturing it and then the mental stimulus and hearing ideas and having a beautiful a room, like the aesthetic, like maybe just changing your sheets or changing the color of your wallpaper or your paint or whatever, like getting a new mattress, like we've talked about getting a sleep number bed, like that's pretty sexy. You know, there's lots of alternatives for you. So I'm going to list them below in my show notes. I'm going to list two of them in particular. One is called Sex with Emily. And that is one I would call rated R at least. Sometimes she's even X. Like sometimes I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. If anyone knows, like there's things she talks about that make me a little uncomfortable. And maybe I'm a little bit of a prude outside of my own bedroom. But if you're looking for one that's like a little bit more PG, but really talks about kind of almost like from a sex therapist standpoint, one is called Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. It's called Foreplay is the name of the podcast. And it's the byline is Radio Sex Therapy. And I would say that's definitely PG, maybe PG-13. And then another one that I've talked about before is I'm going to say her name wrong, but I'll put the right spelling and the link to it in the show notes. Esther Perel, I think is how I say her name, but she is a relationship therapist. And a lot of times it tends to go back to, they talk about sex. So not all of her episodes do, but a lot of them do where it's like, it will really help you have some empathy and understanding. And like, that might just like really get you in the mood. And I think the more you listen to these things and hear them, the more it'll normalize this for you, especially those of you who are like, I'm just, I don't know, I'm not even into it. You know, start exposing yourself to more of these things and it'll help to give you that mental stimuli that might just put you in the mood. I can't wait to hear from your significant other. Okay, so do me a favor. This is going to be fun. Okay, it'll be completely anonymous, I promise. But how fun is this going to be? I want you to have your significant other, if things go well, which I know they will, I want you to have them leave a voicemail for me. All they have to do is go to shaleen.com. And on the side of my website, there's a little widget that says leave a voicemail. Now, instruct your partner that they can be as honest as they want. And all they have to do is say, Shaleen, disguise my voice or Shaleen, don't use my name. And I won't. And this is going to be fun. We want to hear from your significant other how much they appreciated all the things that happened after you listened to this podcast. All right, naughty girl, you go have some fun. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. I have a quick question for you. Are you trying to lose weight or just be healthy or just feel more confident and happy? Well, in order to do that, you need a new way. You see, the problem is losing weight, it's hard. And keeping it off feels almost impossible. At the 1 through 1 method, we have helped over 50,000 people find a new way, a much better way. Okay, so here's how this works with our online program. It's three simple steps. You go to 131method.com, you start it, you slay it, and you own it. Step one is to start it. You do that by identifying what it is you want to work on. What is your priority? Is it weight loss? Is it gut health? 
Then you pick a start date, you log in, and go. Step two, you slay it. What does that mean? It means you get your meal plans, you select from hundreds of delicious, simple recipes, all online, including cooking tutorials, and then we'll help you change up the way you eat every four weeks. That is going to boost your metabolism, and it's called diet phasing. We'll help you personalize the process, because hello, one-size-fits-all diets do not work, they never have, and they never will. We all need our own individualized approach, and our registered dietitians are going to help you do that so that this is something that you can do for life. And then, step three, you own it. No more wasting time with fad diets or wondering if you're doing something right. It's time for you to take control of your health, to heal your relationship with food and your body. And we want to help you lose the weight and keep it off. You deserve to look and feel freaking amazing. So do yourself a favor. Go to 131method.com and let's do this.